0: Today we're going to look at original sin. See, the concept of original sin, um, started off with Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve are believed to commit the original sin which has descended upon every person. Now, based on certain scriptures, such as Ezekiel 18, and, um, the, uh, The Scripture of King David when his son passed away a lot of people think that Based on Catholic tradition if you don't do an infant baptism, you're not wiped away from the original sin And if you're not wiped away from the original sin based on infant baptism Then what would occur is The child would go to hell if the child died Now when we read into uh king david where king david basically his son was sick and he was not eating he was fasting he was praying you know and everybody in the king's court were looking at king david and they were worried about him they thought he was going to pass away they didn't know what the future of israel was going to happen but when his son passed away he got up and he started eating again and he said, it's when he passes away, he'll be with his son. So, King David at that point realized, at that point in time, that his son was with the Lord, was with God. So, King David believed that he was with God. So, when we understand that, then we move over to the next step. So, King David was a human. Now, humans don't know. will of God. We don't know exactly what God is thinking. We don't know his ways. We don't know his will that is uh, spoken about in Isaiah as well as Job. So we know that God has a plan for everything and he has a sovereign ability. But I don't believe in the sovereignty that uh, that Calvinists believe in. See, Calvinists believe that the sovereignty of the Lord will send children to hell or children to heaven based on their choice election. Now, when a child's born, a child doesn't have a choice to go to God or not. So, in a Calvinist perspective, based on certain Calvinists, I'm not saying all, but some Calvinists believe that a child is born, they're either part of the elect or they're not part of the elect. And if they're part of the elect, then they go to heaven. If they're not, they go to hell. And that's what their sovereignty of the Lord means. However, I believe in a different kind of concept of that, because I believe we do have a sense of free will. God gives us the free will to choose God. Why would God put the scriptures into place have us choose to read them, have us choose to follow the commandments, have us choose to do this. So going back to the original sin, is when God created Adam and, Adam and Eve, the concept of original sin was doctrinated by the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church believed you needed to be baptized as an infant. After being baptized as an infant, you would move forward you know, and you'd be washed away of the sin. So, why is is, um, infantile baptism biblical? So, that comes down to a very unique perspective in conversation. This really comes down to your own personal theology and what you personally believe. Catholics are going to probably agree with infant baptism. I don't agree with infant baptism. Um, do I think infant baptism is a bad thing? No. I don't think there's anything wrong with infant baptism, but you're not the child is not making the choice to go to God. You're making the choice for the child to go to God. So, while I think it's important to instill the values of the child to go to be baptized, there's also the aspect that The child needs to choose Christ as their Lord and Savior. So when we go into baptism and we look into the gospel, what do we see? In the gospel, John the Baptist was baptizing people. And as he was baptizing people in the water, right, it didn't matter what age they were. So, infant baptism doesn't just apply to infants. It applies to people that are adults. So, when we look at infant baptism credo-baptism, you know, so there's pedo and credo-baptisms. When we look at it, which one do you align with? This is where you need to personally identify what your theology is. But let's look at scriptures. So, there's a point in scripture, where the apostles, or the disciples, so when the disciples approached Jesus, this is in Matthew 18, they were asking, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And then Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, You'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. A child, from the moment they are born, they are humbled and they are in desperate need of love, affection, and care. A child cannot sustain for themselves as an infant, you need a mother. You need a father, you need parents to help the child live, and this is the, the basis of almost every mammal on earth. Every mammal, cats, dogs, you know, humans. When an animal is born, they need to rely on the mother for nutrients. So, when we go through this, including humans, humans, when they give birth, they need to have a parent. You know, they need somebody, a caretaker. They need some sort of person to take care of the child. So, when it comes down to that point, when it goes down to 2 Samuel 12, David pleaded with God for his child. And then he fasted and went into the house and spent the nights lying on the ground. And the elders of the household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused and he would not eat any food with them. When, he, when his son passed away, what ended up occurring was David in 2 Samuel 12 He basically got to the point where he was like, my son has passed, I will meet my son. It's pointless for me not to, you know, do him that. So, in verse uh, 20, um, well, let me go back to verse 19, sorry. When David saw his servants whispering, he knew that the baby was dead, so he asked them, Is the baby dead? They answered, Yes, he is dead. Then David got up to the floor, washed himself, put lotion on, changed his clothes, and he went to the Lord's house to worship. After that, he went home and asked for something to eat. The servants gave him some food, and he ate. The servants said to him, Why are you doing this? When the baby was still alive, you fasted, and you cried now the baby is dead and you get up and eat food david said well my the baby was still alive i fasted and i cried i thought who knows maybe the lord will feel sorry for me and let the baby live but now that the baby is dead why should i fast i can't bring him back to life some day i will go to him but he cannot come back to me In that verse, we're understanding a very interesting concept of King David. Already knew that he was going to see his child in heaven. King David was also a firm believer of the Messiah. A lot of the psalms that have been written um, give a you know give a um, a meaning to the Messiah and shows that King David knew that the Messiah was going to come from his house. So, when we go through all of this, and we understand what God is saying, I don't believe children go to hell. The original sin still exists within humanity, but it exists within us because we don't have the purity of heart anymore. Our heart can become hardened at any point. Adam and Eve, you have to look at it through this lens, right? Think of it. When Adam and Eve were there in the Garden of Eden, they didn't have any shame. They didn't look at each other naked and lust for each other like people do today. The knowledge of good and evil gave us the knowledge of lust and the knowledge of evil, which created nudity to be a way for us to see each other in a sexual sense and that sexual sense has leads us to sin. But Adam and Eve, they didn't have that until they ate that, um, that forbidden fruit. Once they ate that, the wages of sin were death. They were eventually going to die. Not right away, but they were going to die. And they were going to die because sin escalates. It's a snowball so when a child is born they're born blameless sinless they're, they're they're you know there's no way that they could be a sin you know now when that's coming into the point of the immaculate conception of jesus being born without sin yes that makes sense right because jesus is born of god Jesus was God coming into the Spirit, going into Mary, and Mary giving birth, which overwrites any original sin that would happen. Jesus was was abstained from the original sin because he is God. So, when we go down to the point, we can't use Jesus as a reference in this because Jesus is divine, a divine being is higher than that of a human. So you can't use human characteristics on Jesus. Even though he came in a human form, he was still divine spiritually, mentally, and physically. Even though he was physically a human in a bodily form, he was still spiritually part of God. So then people get confused about the Trinity. That's another story. We can go into that in another episode. I think I do have um, previous episodes about that if you're curious. But the point is, is when it comes down to original sin and it comes down to infants, we have to understand that children are able to inherit the kingdom of heaven because Jesus said himself that the children are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. King David knew his child was going to go to heaven. So when we understand all of this, even in Revelation, right? And I'm not quoting Revelation to give you a parallel or anything. I'm just trying to explain something very unique. When the woman gave birth to the child in Revelation, the child was automatically caught up into heaven. So keep that into mind, you know. Now that that's another characteristic. There's a lot of symbolism in Revelation. I'm not going to go into the, the symbolism, the parallels, and the meaning of Revelation in that. I'm just showing you a quick concept of that. It's a cycle. Jesus was born sinless. King David, son, he believed went to heaven. You know... And this is where I believe predestination comes from. Calvinists believe in predestination differently than I do because predestination, I believe, are the people that were before the Messiah. You know, before Jesus walked this earth, they were already predestined to go to heaven because they had the knowledge of the Messiah. They knew that God was planning this. Going forward from there, From Jesus forward, we can't be predestined to go to heaven if we're already there, you know? The elect um, and the multitude are two different concepts, but when we're going down to infant baptisms and infants with original sin, I personally believe that when it comes down to the whole concept of a child... Being an innocent being. There's no way a child can be thrown into hell. I don't think... God is so merciful. You saw how many times he forgave the Israelites in the Old Testament. You saw that he, was a, he wanted to go out and preach to the Gentiles with the prophet Jonah. We see that Jesus not only preached to the lost sheep of Israel but he extended his invitation to the Gentiles. Paul explains that he wanted to get the Jews jealous, so he extended the invitation to heaven, to the Gentiles. So now when we go through all these concepts, and we realize how merciful and loving God it really is, because a lot of people want to, you know, twist and turn scripture to make him seem evil, when we understand how merciful and, you know, amazing God is, Do you really think he would create something? And when that creation passes away, whether through miscarriage, abortion, um, sickness, just dying, natural causes, or any reason, do you think God's creation... he created making a person and putting a soul and a spirit into that being do you think he would cast that being into hell after he created it God creates everything for a purpose every purpose that God creates has a meaning and if a child dies the meaning of the child doesn't go away The purpose of the child is instilled with the people that have to suffer and mourn that loss. But the child itself, I don't believe God is expiring it. Keep in mind that God doesn't just expire spirits either. Read the book in Samuel and read about Elijah. And then... Read Luke, and then understand um Matthew seventeen Mount Transfiguration. God can even recycle the spirit of a of different people to go into a thing almost like a reincarnation in a way, but I'm not going to use the term reincarnation in the term of what our faith is because our faith isn't reincarnation, it's resurrection. And in my personal belief, I'm not saying that reincarnation is part of our religion or a part of our faith. I'm saying that God can do whatever he wants. If he wants to reincarnate something, he can. If he wants to recycle a spirit, he can. He can put, I could die today, and then 20 years down the line, he could put me back on earth if he wanted. See, God Can do whatever he wants what we have to understand is we can't put limitations on our God This is something Muslims do they put limitations on God while Christians We don't put limitations on it And that is the main concept that people need to understand is that God has the power over all So When we go down to it I'd like to know your your thoughts and your, your beliefs, you know. What do you guys think about the original sin? What do you guys think about infant baptism? What do you guys think about, you know, being baptized when you choose to be baptized? Do you believe in the Catholic religion or the Orthodox faith? Or do you believe in a Protestant faith? I would like to know... To anybody who is listening, what you believe, and uh, you can tell me whatever you believe. You can DM me on Instagram. It's at Minister uh, Martyr Ministries. Um, it should say the Martyr or Martyr on there. It should same logo, guy praying. You can DM me on Twitter. At Minister Martyr. Or you can even email me at ministermartyr at gmail.com. If you're interested in trying to tell me what you believe. And none of this is based on judgment. None of this is based on anything. I'm just curious on what other people want to believe. And what people believe about original sin. And baptism and all this. Because it has been a huge topic that has been going around. And I want to understand what other people believe and why people believe this. And when they do believe this, I would like to understand what they see in Scripture so I can understand why you believe that in Scripture. I gave you a few different accounts of Scripture within this episode, so I hope it helps. And if you guys are ready to take Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can scroll into the episodes, find... Um, the sinner's prayer. You can recite that prayer or you can just pray to God yourself and admit that you are a sinner and you're willing to accept him as your Lord and Savior. Do that and if you're not baptized already, you can go down to any trinitarian church and get baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um If you guys have any questions, concerns or anything, you can My contact information was already in there, so feel free to message me at any point. God bless you all, and have a great week.